0: Sweet. Um, I'm excited to be here. Y'all good? Okay, cool. So um, we've been in this Joseph series, if you haven't noticed. Anybody not noticed that? Okay, I figured a couple people. Um, Yeah, so this is the last one. This will be the end. Boo-hoo, right? Um, So we are going to finish it out tonight. And have y'all liked it? Like, have y'all been learning stuff? Yeah. I think it's awesome, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I would encourage you guys to, like, read through the story over Thanksgiving break. You're going to have a lot of free time, most likely, because you're, you know, on a break. Um, and so, yeah, I'd encourage you guys to read read through it again, and uh, and just, like, kind of remember what the Lord spoke to you through these different things in Joseph's life. Um, cool? Sweet. I'm, like, super nervous. No, I'm just kidding. Um, cool. So... I'm going to tell you guys a story, it's it's real, I was asked to tell a fake story, couldn't think of any good ones that would be worth, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, it's not lying, it's called acting, so, um, so when I was in, this isn't a very... Like, you know how, like, usually when you tell stories, you're like, dude, I want to look so cool, so I'm going to tell the story. This story is like, I'm the bad guy. So just be ready for that. Not proud of it, but I must tell it. So, um, so I love to camp, okay? Alec says he likes to camp. I've never seen him camp. (laughs) Um, but I've, I like love camping. It's so much fun. You get to sleep outside, which sounds horrible to most people. You sit around a, a fire that makes you smell bad. Like It is so fun. You don't have to shower, which is one of my favorite pastimes. Um, not showering is one of my favorite things. And so, um, so I'm camping. I think I'm a junior or a sophomore in college. So... I can't remember, but we're camping in, in middle of nowhere, and uh, it was funny because I was, like, super amped about it. Like, one of my really good friends kind of put this camping trip together, and so I was like, dude, this is going to be awesome. It's just, like, it's, like, just our crew, right? Like, it's, it's going to be awesome. And so he, he's like, hey, man, I like, I, like, invited some other people, and I was like, okay. And the reason I was upset is because we were kind of going far away, and have, have y'all been camping before? Do y'all camp? I, like, I don't know. Um, and so camping for one night, like, anybody could do that, right? Like, you camp for one night. Camp for two nights, it's, like, a little bit longer, right? Camp for three nights, it's, like, longer and longer. And so if you haven't camped that long, and I'm not talking about what they call it, glamping, where you camp and you have, like, running water and a TV. Like, like this is just fire and meat, and that's it. Like, that's, and you catch, you catch what you eat, right? Um... And so this is a longer one, and the people that he invited like aren't into camping. And so I'm like, they're gonna be grumpy, right? And I'm already sounding grumpy, right? Like I'm kind of like saying that about them, but I'm saying it about me. Um, and so we're sitting around the campfire, like the second night. And so everyone's kind of tired. It's kind of like one of those things where you're, you're kind of done with small talk. Y'all know where I'm at, like like you're just kind of in this situation and you're like, man, how did I, how did this happen? Um, and so we're talking in in this. This person that, that was invited that I don't really know that well, um, they, like, asked me a question, and it was, like, super simple. It was just, like, hey, so, you know, why did you pick the school you went to or something like that? And I was, like, instantly, like, defensive. Have you ever been defensive, like, about something? And then if it doesn't even matter how they ask it, it's just that they, that they even mentioned it. You're just, like, on edge, right? And that's exactly how it was. I don't even know why. Um, and so they were like, they asked this question and I'm on edge. So I kind of like blow up and then they kind of like meet me. And so we're both kind of like arguing about nothing and it's so dumb. And the funny thing is like everybody around was like either like kind of like eating their snacks, like watching this whole thing happen. Or this is the funniest part. They were like trying to leave, but they're like, Oh, I need to go to bed. But we're camping, and so the, all your tents are, like, four feet away from where we're yelling at each other. You're not going to get away from this. And so we're, like, arguing, and I'm just, like, being really rude. And um, and so, you know, it kind of comes this thing, and I'm like, ah, whatever, and I just, like, storm off. And I go and, like, cool off. And as I'm, like, walking over there, I'm like, I can't believe they did this, and, I can't believe they'd say that. They think this and, and, and all this time, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, have y'all done that before? And then I'm, like, sitting there. I remember I was sitting by this, like, lake, and it's beautiful. And I'm, like, I'm, like, embarrassed. And I remember being, like, man, they didn't even do anything. That was, like, all me. It was all my, everything that just happened. I really kind of, like, extinguished a friendship that could have been really awesome. Um... Because of my like defensiveness. And I just remember thinking like how stupid I was and how embarrassed I was because I had like just gotten saved maybe like a year or two before this and I thought I was growing. And I thought I was like looking more and more like Jesus. And then I realized like, man, I, I just like look so stupid. And I made God look really stupid because I don't even know this person. And this is I say that I love God and and that's what they know me know about me, and then I just blow up on them. And I just remember like the biggest thing was that I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't tried to defend myself. I just wish I could have answered the question normally, like just any reason. Um, have you don't have to raise your hand, but like do y'all know where I'm going. Cool, um, sweet. So we're gonna look at Joseph. Um, this is in Genesis chapter 42, um, and this is awesome because Joseph. I I gave you that story to kind of contrast. The way Joseph acted, okay? Um, Joseph, you know, y'all know the whole story. We've been doing this for several, almost like several months at this point. Um, He gets, he gets, um, he's like kind of like a bratty little brother, right? And he's like, you guys are going to bow to me. And so are you, mom and dad. And then, um, and then they're like, well, whatever. We're going to, we're going to kill you. And then they argue about it. And they're like, no, we're not going to kill you. We're going to sell you, which is just as bad. And, and then they sell him. And he kind of gets, like, a really good treatment because he gets put in, like, this really sick job. And then he gets lied about, right? And falsely accused. uh, And then he goes to prison. Do you remember this? Just a quick recap. Goes to prison. um, But as he's in prison, remember, he learns to submit. And he remembers that God is with him there. And he doesn't forget about God. And so he he serves. And as he serves, um, just like Jason said last week, Like, he gets this opportunity to show um, how God can work through him. And so he, like, interprets these dreams, and as he um, interprets them, he gets put in, in like, this position of power. And essentially, he becomes, like, this huge deal of um, someone who's kind of, like, looking to the future, kind of, like, reading these graphs, in a sense, and, like, saying, like, okay, this is how we're going to store our food so that we can— Um, ship it out and so that we can have enough food for ourselves and the people around us, right? And so basically he becomes a spirit-filled industrial engineer and ruler of Egypt, right? Like that's basically what he's doing. That's cool. Um, So if you're an industrial engineer, good job. Um, And he's only 30 years old. Like that's crazy. All that stuff happened before he was 30. That's pretty wild. So here we find ourselves. Genesis chapter 42, verse 6. Um, pick up right there. He says, Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him, just like his dream said. "Do y'all catch that? They bowed down to him with their faces on the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them. But he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? He asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dream about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. And if, if you keep, like, reading, um, he's trolling them. Like, this is, like, basically this huge joke. Um, and, he's, and he's basically like, I want to make this epic kind of um, reveal of who I am. And I want you to understand that I'm not just doing this out of pity but I'm doing it because I love you, okay? Um, and so it seems like he's just going off. But what he really did, I mean, he could have just turned them back around and said, go home, you left me for dead, now you go die, right? But he didn't. In fact, he like he like blessed them, which is a really odd way to get revenge, don't you think? So what are we talking about? I, in, um, in that story I told, um, I defended what I would call my rights, my rights to be understood, my rights to be um, a good student, my rights as like for my reputation, right? And Joseph, what he did was gave up all of his rights, okay? He said, you know what, I have the right, actually, everyone would probably applaud me if I said, you know, go home and rot in hell because that's what you said to me, right? He, he kind of had that right, you could say, to, uh, to say to his brothers, but instead he, he didn't. Um, And so this is what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about rights. Um, They're the hardest things to give up because they're the good things. I'm not talking about sin in your life. I'm talking about actually like the good things. Um, This quote, you've probably heard it before. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's pretty intense, and I think that it means like letting things that are good get in the way of things that are godly, right? Right? Like, sometimes we can say, oh, well, this is a good thing, but it's not really what God called me to do, but it's still a good thing, right? You can kind of, like, talk yourself out of it. Um, And so, good things can get in the way of what God wants us to do. And uh, this is kind of, like, an easy way to remember this, what your God is. Um, It says, your God is the person or thing you think most about, that you love most, that you like spending your money on and that your default thoughts go to, you would rather die than do without it, right? That's like a definition of a God. And so in the end, what we're talking about is either your rights are your God or Jesus is. Okay? Um, I'm going to pray really quick. And uh, I think this is kind of heavy, but I, 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 like, really believe God wants to do something tonight. So Jesus, we love you. God, would you speak to hearts? <sighs> Lord, would you, um, yeah, would you just, like, give people hearts of flesh, not hearts of stone, to hear from you? Um, God, would you, uh, yeah, would you just use this in, uh, in however you want to, Lord? We love you. In your name I pray. Amen. So, as I'm talking about this, this isn't, like, this is something that I'm really passionate about, but it's also not something that I'm, like, you, I need you to know this because I really want you to, okay? I want you guys to get this because it changed my heart and it changed my life. And this is something I had to remember, is if God's trying to speak something, God is God, and you are not, and neither am I, right? So I think, I think the Lord wants to speak tonight, and I'm excited. So what are we talking about? What are more specific things about rights, okay? I think I have a list up here. Um, yeah, sweet. Okay, acceptance, the right to be accepted, to have people like you, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, Accomplishment, to do something important in life, life remembered for something significant. Provision, food, clothes, money, shelter, kind of like the essential things to just survival. Um, And then possessions would be a step up from that. Um, Having things like uh, cars and um, nice things to be able to do um, life with your phones, right? Um, Safety, protected from hurt, danger, disaster, or illness. And then security. Security. Is there going to be a tomorrow? How will I be provided for? Am I going to eat in the next 3 weeks? You know you know what I'm saying like all of these things are um are different rights. Would you agree? Um do any of these like sound like horrific? Like dude, that is I can't believe anybody would ever mention that. That is a horrible thing. Like like no, if you're just trying to eat tomorrow, that's okay, right? Like like you should want to. <laughs> you should drink water probably more than you do. Like, you know what I'm saying like this is a big deal. You wouldn't find fault or try to be like, dude, I need to call 911. That guy is trying to be accepted so hard right now. Or like, like no, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not a bad thing. Y'all see what I'm saying? So I was talking, but this is what a right is. Oh, that, that can be later. Um, that's what a right is, okay? And so I, I think it's something that we would say is good and essential, and it should never be taken away or touched or challenged, right? Um, so I had this really awesome conversation. Was anybody here at the Jesus exhibit? I know you were because we hung out there, and it was fun. Uh, was anybody here at the Jesus exhibit last week, dude? It was awesome. Um, and I was like standing by the sign, and I was uh, I was talking to this guy. It was so cool. He um, he kind of like surprised me because it takes a lot of courage to ask questions out there as a, as someone walking by, right? If you see these people with, like, a bunch of signs that talk about hell and sin and um, holiness, then it's kind of scary, right? Um, but this guy, like, walked right up, and he was like, man, this is awesome. And I was like, really? Like, what do you think about it? And so we started having this conversation, and I got to know him a little bit, and it was really cool. He, he was super sharp, and, uh, and he, he really cared. He had, like, a hunger for God that I that – I, it was awesome. It kind of surprised me. And he really cared about God's children. And so we were talking and uh and he mentioned this he said um, I think that um healthcare is a is a basic human right okay um and I was like interesting um I don't and I was, so I was like okay so does that mean you know we're talking and it's not arguing like yelling but it was it was a discussion for sure and I was like okay does that mean that like people in Togo have the right to healthcare? Do you even know where Togo? It, you know what I'm saying like so do they have this right? It's an operation world. Uh, that's how I remembered it. Tanzania, right? Like these different countries is that a right to have healthcare? And he was like uh no. No, I'd say it's like it's like an American human right. And I was like, "Okay, cool. That's fine." And I was like, "Okay, so I would call that a privilege, right? That's a privilege that we get to experience." Not necessarily a right. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you're bad. It just means it's not a right. It either is or it isn't. So what I'm talking about when we're talking about rights isn't the opposite of right and wrong. Yes. But rights and privileges. Okay? Rights and privileges, I think, are kind of opposite. And so when you guys hear, I just I hope that after tonight this clicks, when you hear the word right, when I hear the word right, all of my like senses go off. I'm like, whoa, whoa, I don't know. I, I just like automatically think, maybe not. And and it's because I've had a lot of people tell me the rights they have and, and I've fought for rights that I've had and I don't know if they were actually good to fight for. And so I just, yeah, I hope you guys think differently um, when you hear about a right. Is it really a right or is it just something that you got when you were a kid, Right. Um and so these are this is another list when I when I think about the word right I get antenna and I'm like I don't know maybe let me ask and then I think of the Beastie Boys because they say you got to fight for your right to party right really like to party Exactly and I love the Beastie Boys no shame If you don't that's okay So, is this making sense? It's kind of like here right now. Yeah? But I think we're going to act it out. Um, If this is like, if you don't know what you think about God, if you like are just starting to walk with him, like I was in that story, or if you've been walking with God for a long, long time, um, here's the facts. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay? You have to be comfortable with you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. In fact, your comfort zone should be in the uncomfort levels, right? Like, like, I feel like the closer you are to Jesus, the more, like, uncomfortable and, like, maybe, like, you know what I'm saying? You're going you're gonna to get into some stuff. So I'm going to read this list so that you guys have a clear picture of what I'm talking about. You all ready? It's not that fun to read a list, but I think it'll be fun. Um, so these are rights that I've, that I've fought for myself and I've seen people fight for, okay? Um, I have the right not to be offended, okay? I have the right to respect. You think you're better than me? The right to education, the right to health care. the right to friendship. Everyone, and when I say rights, I mean, have you ever heard someone say, I deserve this or you deserve this, right? That's a scary, scary, scary phrase. The right to friendship, the white, right to Wi-Fi, um, the right to be heard, the right to clean restrooms. You deserve clean restrooms. Receive what you pay for. So Amazon reviews, dude, that is people fighting for their rights like crazy. Ah, oh, I should have gotten this. Um, represented well, either politically or socially. You don't want someone who doesn't understand you to be making big decisions that affect you, right? These aren't bad things. Told the truth about. Do you want your friends to slander you and spread rumors? You want to be treated well, fairly. Um, the right to my free time, the right to my alone time, right? The right to my life, my future, my plans, my career. This is what I, this, I deserve this. I worked so hard for it. The right to revenge, like we talked about, treating others how they treated you in the past. I have the right to do this because this is how they treated me. The right to comfort. I don't like how that person's acting, and so I'm not going to treat them very nicely because I have the right to. The right to success. I worked really hard for this grade, and I deserve to get the you know what I'm saying? Resounding. The sum of this list is to right is 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 this. It's the right to have control. Okay? The sum of that list is to is the right to have control. That's a scary right to give up. But here's what it looks like when you hold on to them. Just as I was talking about in my story um i like ruined the future of a friendship um and i'm not proud of it it's actually one of the when i think about when people are like what's your biggest regret that's actually one of the stories i think of it's very strange but i know that it was like very um pivotal for me in my in my walk and, and like becoming more like jesus and so holding on to rights fighting for your rights is assuming a responsibility that is not ours. And here's what it produces. It produces a bad temper, it produces a greedy heart, and it produces anxiety. When I fight for the right to control, all I can can gain from it is to have a bad temper like I did, a greedy heart, and anxiety. Does that make sense? This comes from saying, I can run things all on my own, and if I can't, no one can, right? So, we're going to get super practical. How to know if you're holding on to rights. Y'all ready for this? I have to get something. It's The answer's here. It's a big old bucket. It's got a guy on it. The bucket is here. All you have to do is understand the bucket. If you can understand this, your rights, y- y- you, you will learn what, what it's like to have freedom. Okay? So I want, no, I'm just kidding. If, if, if one of these things that I mentioned, this, this big old long list or the list of those six things up there, um, is, is threatened or challenged, we can use what, what, what happens to show us who our, who our God really is. Is our God our rights or is our God Jesus? And we've, we've talked about this before. If you've spent any amount of time with me, you've definitely heard this. But this is a bucket. What happens? There's one screw in it. It's going to be annoying, so I'm going to take it out. Steal it. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll sit on it later and get impaled. Um, what if I fill this thing with honey? and then I kick it over, what happens? What comes out? Exactly. I thought about doing this, but I was like, that'd be disgusting, and I would literally have to pay someone to clean it up because I wouldn't feel like doing it. So if you kick this bucket and honey comes out, then you fill it with honey. What happens when you fill it with acid? What comes out? Acid, yes. If it's cleaned out, or you could say acid and honey. If you're witty. When I kick this, I'm not going to do it. When I kick this and it falls over, what comes out, sorry, the kick doesn't create what is inside of it, right? The kick doesn't create what's inside of it. It only reveals it. When you get kicked, what comes out? see what I'm saying? Hopefully... When when you're driving down the road, this is like, dude, this example blows my mind. But I'm like, when I'm driving down the road and I was talking, I, I drove our university president around in this like really high dollar uh six seat golf cart one time and I like crashed it. <laughs> Didn't make that up either, dude. That's crazy. And what if I would have been like, oh, you know, beep, 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 beep. And I'm like looked at her and been like, "I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that, right?" That's not true. What's true is I'm so sorry I didn't mean for you to see that that was inside of me. You know what I'm saying? And so when you get kicked, what comes out it can be it could be anything. It could be uh these three things. Um thems. Oh, well they said it. They did this to me and and so this is why I'm acting this way is because it's it's really his fault because he said this. Like I could have said or I did say, uh, that person asked me that question, they meant it to be rude, and so I reacted that way, right? Or you can say, um, it like, oh, the other day me and Christopher and Jeff were driving around, and it was, uh, we were driving around Morgantown, this end of Morgantown for an hour. It was before that basketball game against like a high school. I couldn't believe how many people were going to that game. It blew my mind. we were driving around for an hour, and I like kept saying, what well, was it like? Like, oh, we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna, yeah, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. And I just remember being like, dude, I'm so upset right now. But I remember also, and Jeff was like, yeah, I know we'll be okay. You have to say it to yourself. I was like, yes, I have to say this to myself. So it's like, it's like things can kick us sometimes, right? People can kick us, things can kick us, and then sometimes it's just me, like, like I had a bad expectation, and I got offended because I thought you were gonna do something differently and you didn't, right? That's just on me. And so these are the things that kick us. All these kicks reveal our unyielded rights. I have the right to comfort. I had the right to get around Morgantown quickly. You all see what I'm saying? And it was it was challenged. And this is what we say. Jesus, you can take all the bad things. All my sins, everything that I've repented of, but these are mine. These are the things I control. So how do you give up your good things? you ready? Super easy. Take your right. You can kick it. Oh, that's all right. Okay, you take your right, and you write it out. You write out your right, okay? Then you give it a name. Say, this is comfort. This is uh, my reputation. This is, I have the right to have... Uh, Dr. Pepper every day. This is or a diet Dr. Pepper every day. Some people, I have the right to. My man, it's not bad. Coffee, you know, like dude, that is like number one. Oh, I didn't have my coffee today, so this is why I'm acting this. No, you're acting that way because you're a horrible person inside. You know, like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's me. I could say, oh, I didn't. I have a headache because I have a caffeine. Oh, I'm addicted to caffeine. No, Charles, like you're just a jerk, man. You don't get an excuse. So you put that down, you give it a name, you put that down, and you give it to Jesus to get rid of it forever, right? Ask yourself, is this name, blank, worth more to me than Jesus? Am I willing to spend eternity with this right, my God, and away from Jesus? Would I I be happier spending eternity with it? And is is this blank worth the future of my friends and my friendships? Am I okay with them being hurt and my friendships being ruined so that I can fight for this right? Does that make sense? D.L. Moody said, let God have your life. He can do more with it than you can. (laughs) I like that. It's pretty easy. So there should always be a shift. Um, That story I told, who brought a baby in here? Come on. Just kidding, it's mine. Hopefully, if it's not, I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> um, you got, I was fighting for my rights, and a big reason was because of my reputation. I was like, dude, I thought I was changed. I thought I thought that I was more godly than I am acting, right? Um, a couple years ago, um, uh, several of my friends... Would, uh, would be like, hey, man, like, like I, don't really think, I don't really think your jokes are coming across the way you, you think they are. I think they're actually maybe doing more damage than, than good, right? And I was like, ah, whatever, people are so soft um, and sensitive, I don't care, I, 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 I have the right to my humor, I have the right to my reputation, you know what I'm saying? Like, silly things. And, and they're like, And it kept coming up, and I was like, you know what, my friends love me enough to say this to me, I'm going to take them seriously. And as I gave that up, um, I gave up a part of my personality, and I kind of had to kill a part of my personality. Uh, But as I did, I recognized that I was able to become more gentle. Um, I was actually able to become more joyful, and I didn't, um, in a bad way, represent Jesus with my humor. Does that make sense? Um, And so it could be something. It doesn't, like I said, it's not sins. It's just something that that we're holding on to that's worth more to us than our relationship with God. So here's what this looks like. We're talking about Joseph, right? Um, When you give up your rights, you are actually able to be a blessing to other people. When this bucket gets kicked and it's full of honey, sweetness, it smells good. You probably stick together more, right? Because you, you have to. Um, but if it's full of acid, then it's gonna degrade someone. Even a, like a spot, like a like a splash, is it could ruin someone's life forever, right? When you give up your rights, you're able to become a blessing to other people. It's not like oh, cool, I get closer to God. Like that's a that is a huge deal. But but it's more. It's like so much bigger. Joseph turned down his rights on retaliation and revenge and took up a broken and humble spirit in order to bless other people. Here's what says this. Um, So his brothers come back. It's such a crazy story. His brothers come back, and in uh, chapter 45, verse 5, Joseph just revealed himself. I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. This is the dude we left for dead. This is verse uh, 3. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. It was to save lives. He saw his brothers' lying, murderous hearts as a blessing from God, because his bucket was full of honey. He got kicked over and over and over and over again. Verse eight, so then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to, He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. and then this is this is like this is beautiful. Verse fourteen. this is in front of everybody Th- they They may have not even known his story, but these it's kind of like... These are, these are the people that are guilty of, in a sense, ruining his entire life. He threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. And Benjamin embraced him weeping. And he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterwards, his brothers talked with him. What else other than like, absolute, a- absolute surrender? He didn't care what people thought about. He, his reputation, his power was, was nothing to him for the love that he had for his brothers. What would have happened... If he had if he hadn't treated them this way? What have, would have happened if Joseph had held on to his rights? the, the crop failures would have would have happened. Um, and and Egypt and all the surrounding countries, famine, horrible death, disease, illness, you know what I'm saying? A disaster. And then more personal to him, his family's done. They don't they're they're begging for food from Egypt. They're they're out of there. That's the family. If you don't know, his dad's Israel, God's chosen people. Because of his giving up his rights, kind of, we're here. You ever think about that? That's insane. Love was his ultimate motive. What else could have motivated for him to forgive? It's not no one's just a nice guy like that. Like no, he has to love something, and we saw earlier that he that his love for God is this motive. So he chooses to love his brothers. The motive for love and for God gave him freedom to obey his master, God. How many times do y'all think of God as being your master? Not often. The songs we sing, He's our father, He's our brother. Those are true, He's our friend, right? Those are true. But God's infinite, He's also our master. You think about that? So, what does a master have? If he's our master, what's our relationship to God? Anyone? It's a slave. If we give up all of our rights, we become slaves. A slave has no rights of his own. He's fully at the mercy and whim of his master. The first lesson you learn as a slave is that you belong to someone else. You don't choose where you sleep. You don't choose what you eat. You don't have any preference for anything. A slave has no rights or possessions and no power. However, in this good master's house, a life surrendered is a life found. When you become a slave to God through love, that's what we call a love slave. A love slave says, God's in charge of my life. I no longer hold on to the rights of, my, of, of control. God's in charge of my life. All I have to do today is make him happy. That's it. All I have to do today is make God happy. It's so simple. Oh, well, I got to do this. I got to do that, right? No, 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 no. All you have to do is make him happy. You have a choice. You can either be a slave to God and righteousness, or you can be a slave to your rights and to sin. Okay? Oh, Romans, you can throw that up here. Yeah. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves as someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey? You are, whether you're a slave to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Is there more? Yeah. But thanks be to God, though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now proclaimed your allegiance. You've been set free from sin and have become slaves of righteousness. That's crazy. Love slaves. You have a choice to either get busy living or get busy dying. It's an old movie quote that I think is amazing. You can choose whether to be a slave to sin and your rights, or you can choose to be a slave to, to God through love. As we look at this, uh, Bandy, guys can come up. Jesus did this. He relinquished all of his rights. Look at everything he teaches in Matthew 5 through 7. Over the break, read it. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. He says, um, you should love your enemy, right? That's weird. He says, those who mourn will be comforted, right? That's weird. Like all of these things he's saying are kind of upside down. And when we think about it, it it doesn't seem like it would make sense. It seems like he's not has our best interest in mind. But when we understand that he's a loving God and he wants to take best care of us, all we have to do is, is relinquish our rights. All we have to do is, and when you relinquish your rights, you're filled with honey. You're no longer filled with acid. What would happen if Jesus had, had held on to his rights? Those guys start beating on him, and he says, you know what? I don't deserve this. I have the right to be respected. I have the right to, to everything. And so you're going to stop this right now. I have the right not to, not to die, right? What if he would have done that? What if, what if, what if he would have? We wouldn't, we wouldn't even know him. You know, like, nothing good would become of that. Mark says this, when you try and save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake and the sake of the gospel, you will find it or save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world? What good is it for someone to... Fight for his rights, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? So, ask these questions. Are you a slave to sin, or are you a slave to righteousness? Will you fight for your rights, or will you give them up? And, and realize that, like, it's not enough just to say, I, I give up all my rights. Like, name them. What rights will you give up? What rights are you holding on to that are getting in the way of walking with Jesus? Are you filled with honey of love, or are you filled with the acid of rebellion and unyielded rights? What and who are people experiencing when you are kicked? Do they see more of Jesus and get blessed and bless others because the joy and the gentleness of Jesus comes off of you? Or are they, are they like, standing in the way of getting permanently injured and having the acid, acid of selfishness and hate and hurt spewed all over them just to go and hurt other people. You realize, like, this is bigger than just us. What does it look like to actually give these things to God? It can't just be in my head, oh, yeah, yeah, that's God's. Tell God, tell him what you want him to have. God, this is a, if this is a privilege, thank you for this privilege. But it's not something that I, that I think is worth our relationship over. What is a right that you're holding on to? Something that is good, that is preventing you from being completely a love slave to Jesus. Um, these guys are going to play some music. And, uh, and so what I want you guys to do is get into your small groups um, and, like, share it with each other. Um, we'll worship later, um, but I think what we have to do first is to get right with God. Um, and to say that God, like, these are the things I want to give you, and then we have sisters and brothers here who can help us give these things away, right? And when we do that, we come back together and worship as love slaves. Make sense? Cool. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for, um, yeah, just your character, for you leading the way in this, and then showing us Joseph and and him leading the way of this and, and us all being blessed because of Joseph's decision not to fight for his rights and then ultimately us to be saved and to be to know you and walk with you because you gave up your rights, God. Help us to do the same thing. We don't know what could happen if, if we do this, God. We have no idea the extent of the blessing that can happen through this Jesus. We love you. In your name I pray, amen.